guys, this is Sean. And this is Connor. And welcome to the Gene Pool Variety Hour. Your geek safe space. Join us as we talk a bunch of geeky stuff, chase a few chickens, and just wing our way through it. Oh, so, yeah. hop on. So, welcome to episode six of the Gene Pool Variety Hour, guys. Connor's yawning. Sorry. <laughs> okay, Sorry, there's, there's an auspicious start to the episode. Um, so, we are actually on episode six. We should have been probably episode 12 by now when we first started this. But I say 18, but okay, go ahead. Well, that was only, that would only be if we did one every week, and I've never planned to do one every week. I don't have the time or the energy to do one of these every week. So, sorry. If you I didn't do, say you planned it. I, I'm, I said, I'm, I'm saying I planned it, bro. I'm saying I'm planning it. Then you can do your own Lone Wolf podcast every week. The Lone Wolf. I like that. Thank, thank you for giving me my title. <laughs> okay. Anyway. So. It's going to start off with, with me howling every episode. Oh, yeah. And that's going to bring the listeners in. So, I anyway. I do it now. So, um. We don't have a huge, you know, you guys know that we hardly ever have a, a really big agenda uh, yeah, on these true. things. But we did want to talk a little bit about uh, some of the stuff we've been into and watching lately. I've been watching a lot of new shows lately I want to get into. Uh, Connor's got, you know, and one I've been of his rewatching tried, some of my awesome shows. His tried and true Supernatural over there. Oh, yeah. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, we're going to get into movies that traumatized us as kids. Oh, yeah, that's going to be fun. Of course, I have more history than you do of that, but just because I'm older, I'm more than twice your age, dude. I'm your dad. So True. Uh, we're going to do that a little bit. We'll get into our bot win. Our bot win. There you go. Bot win. Bot one, which is you know the best of the worst on Netflix. We need to stop doing the hashtag bot one thing. I don't think anybody's going to pick up on that. So we'll do the best of the yeah, worst we on are. Netflix. And this time I'm, we watched. I'm going to keep up bot one. Okay. Keep bot one alive. Hashtag keep, keep out one alive. alive. There you go. So, not that you even... Stay alive. Stay alive. Stay alive. It was right there, Dad. It was right there. I couldn't resist. I, I don't even know where to start with that. Oh, speaking of that. No, no. Hey, speaking of, speaking of that. How about complimenting my, my, how about complimenting my amazing sirenesque voice? No, I'm not gonna. Come. <laughs> you can't say something good. Don't say anything at all. But that reminds me. Last night when I was when I was driving, you know, because because I Uber at night sometimes. And I was picking. I picked up a couple, and uh, um, I had music playing, and I have like a, a playlist, just like a party music playlist. And yeah. one of the songs is "Staying Alive" by the Bee Gees. Nice. And they were in the back, and they were singing along, and they were having a good time. But they don't know the words, you know. They just know the "Staying Alive." So they were, and they they were laughing about the fact that they didn't know the words, and so they're just going, "Staying alive." Okay, there's chicken number one we've chased. So anyway, so, so the, the the movie that we're going to talk about um, from Netflix is uh, 2015's Cowboys versus Dinosaurs, not Daniel Craig's Cowboys versus Aliens, which I actually liked. Oh yeah, I like that um, one too. But this was definitely um, I think it was one of the worst that we've seen. It well, Al- almost as worse as Gallo Walkers. No. Nothing no, is it, no, nothing is no, going to be as bad as Gallo Walkers. No, not for me, not yet. Yeah, true. But um, yeah. but anyway, so uh, just to put it in, in just, perspective, um, imagine a giant heaping pile of T Rex dung, and that's basically what this movie was. Yeah, I'm cutting that out. <laughs> 
there's no nature. Yeah, it's, that's funny. If you can't say anything, well, I was about to say, if you can't say anything nice, don't say anything at all, then we would have no podcast. Exactly. So, anyway. So, keep that crap in. <laughs> so, let's get back to where we were. So, what have you been doing lately? What have you been watching lately and this kind of stuff? Because i got stuff that I really want to talk about. I've got three Shows that I've been watching. Um, let's talk about. see stuff that I've been doing lately. Um, I joined a gym. Yeah, there, there's a Planet Fitness here um, where I live, and I joined it. And the parents of the household rejoice, rejoice, rejoice. Also, what starts tomorrow? Uh, oh yeah, um, tomorrow I start a job at the library. Um, so that's something I think I'll be good at because I love books. You, um, if you guys could, I sh- could show you guys my bookshelf in my room. It's chock full of books. And again, the parents of the household rejoice. <laughs> He's doing something with his life. He's moving forward. Well, we hope he's moving forward. Hey, he's, hey. he's making the steps that he's moving forward. But anyway, yes. So, so and, look, and, and to be honest with you, on a serious note, I mean, that's just kind of the frustrations that that families have when when you're dealing with anybody that's on the spectrum with Asperger's yeah. or high functioning autism or anything like that. And I know according to the DSM five, that it's technically Asperger's not a formal diagnosis anymore. It's all autism spectrum disorder, which I find bull honky. Cause being a psychologist, I know I can tell and working with people on the spectrum for years. I, there's a qualitative difference between someone that's considered high functioning autism versus someone who's considered Asperger's like exactly. you and your younger brother. Very exactly. different. Uh, so I think that'll change eventually over time, but yeah, so th- this is a frustration is kind of being behind the curve a little bit on moving forward in life. And what are you doing? What 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 are you doing? You, the cord's not. Okay. I like um I'm, I like looking at you when I'm talking. So so well I know I'm, trying, I'm so I'll so know I'm, I'm pretty. To my mic. So anyway, so so that's cool. So we're really happy about those 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 developments for Karn, and we can't wait to see what happens with that stuff. And yes, absolutely, working at the library just it's, it's in his wheelhouse because he is he loves literature and books so much. So maybe that'll um, be something he'll gravitate towards. And ironically, when I first moved down here, I wouldn't even read a picture book I hated reading so bad. Um, until he read. Harry Potter. There you go. Harry Potter was the book series that got me into reading. That's um, such a trope, though. That's such a stereotype of just oh, Harry Potter turned me on to reading. Well, we all have well, those books. We all hey, have. I have exactly. mine. Mine was the you, Wolf King. Oh, uh, really? Mm-hmm. Hey, I think I, thought, I even bought that book for you. I found it on eBay. I, I would have thought it, it would have been Lord of the Rings. Nope. Really? Mm-mm. Hmm. Dude, Lord of the Rings is kind of a hard read if unless you if if you don't like really really detailed. Writing like like Tolkien does, it's a hard read. True. Um, so no, that definitely would not have been my first book. <laughs> um, oh, no, mine was uh, The Wolf King. I like I said, I even bought a copy of that. I found a copy of it on eBay and bought it for you, trying to get you. Said, hey, maybe there's something magic about that book. Maybe I like reading. You never read it. Do we still have it? Maybe I'll give it a read. No idea. I don't even remember anything about the book. I just remember that was the book that made me like reading. So anyway, um, so um, moving on. It's just, um, it's just the thing uh, uh, about. About Harry Potter, when I first started reading them, it was just for the um, AR points. Like, so I read reading points that that schools had way back when. Those books were I worth a whole bunch do, of points. Well, well, well. I don't know. Well, I don't know. I haven't had t- to do that since middle school. So, so, so anyway, those books just were chock full of a bunch of points, and and so that's mainly the reason why I read them. And then I just started re- reading them just for the fun of it because they were so good and just pulled me in. You know. 
And now he has a book, uh, a bookcase full of the classics too. Oh yeah, and he reads all the time. Everything he loves the stuff. Oh, and he, yeah. loves, he loves the classics more than anything. I mean, his one of his favorite presents he got for Christmas was uh, a book of Greek and, and Roman and Norse mythology. Oh yeah, uh, I am a huge, huge, huge fan of mythology. Always have been. So anyway, so so the thing okay. about mythology that I love. <laughs> Um, and, and Chicken number two. <laughs> um, and or is this three? Keep on, it's four, actually. Probably. Um, and the reason why I keep on, I keep on interjecting like that is just to get that look on your face. I love that irritated look on your face. Well, I do have a face for radio. <laughs> so, so so anyway, it's just the thing about mythology that I love is just that um, every myth, legend, folktale, all of that – all starts with a kernel of truth, um, and then through centuries and millennia of, of basically a game of telephone, it, it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger uh, until you have amazing myths like like um Heracles, um, um, uh, um Odysseus, Theseus, um, Johnny Appleseed, John Hancock, all those people. Uh, okay, so we've probably met our chicken chasing quota for the episode. Let's jump in and actually talking about some geeky stuff. We, <laughs> um, we will never have a chicken chasing quota, okay? We will never have that. Because we will always exceed it. Exactly. But what track were we on? Oh, yeah, we're talking about stuff we've been watching lately. And yep, then so, you said what's going on in your life, and you talked about that stuff. Yeah. So so and that's then, cool. So what have you been watching lately? I know you've been doing your D&D stuff, but what kind of oh, stuff yeah. have you been watching lately? I've really been getting into D&D lately. Just last week, I did have to drop one of my groups, though. Just because um, they they were only playing every other Saturday and it just it just wasn't progressing enough for me, you know. Right. Let me give you a little bit of extra information, people. The reason why I had to drop a group is because Dad was making him drop a group because he was getting to the point where he was almost you know lining himself up for a D and D group almost every day of the week. Only four out of the seven days. Okay, only four out of the seven days. One of those other now, ones that, that I'm about to start would also be every other week. Now that, so, and, that's so not, and that's not playing the same campaign with the same group four days a week. That's four, four it different been, campaigns, yeah. four different characters. Yeah, it's a little much. So not, anyway. Not for me. I mean, look, I wish I had the time to go play D&D with some folks. I, I mean, I miss it, but I just don't really have the time Hence to do Hence why that. you should try online on Roll20 and Discord. It actually re, it's actually almost as good as being right there. Yeah, maybe so. But, you know, with the little precious little time that I have, free time that I have, it's usually spent doing this with you or doing streams with you or spending time with your mom. <laughs> So we, or we sleeping. Have, we haven't done streams in a long time. I know because I've been so busy. You're right. So anyway, so been watching any kind of cool stuff lately? Any fun um, stuff? Let's see stuff I've been watching recently. Oh, um, I recently watched that that new um Netflix original horror movie, Open House. Mm. Yeah. Um, okay. What was that all about? Um, basically, it was about a uh, mom and son who recently lost the the dad husband character and um also and, known as the dad yeah whatever <laughs> i it's just okay so they're going going through some stuff so the sister who is who is apparently rich um offers her sister and and her nephew her mountain house just until they get back on their feet and and just tells them you just need to get out every sunday because that's when they have open house and showings and stuff so they go up there and stay up there um and at first the townspeople are a little quirky, weird, and yeah. intense. People are cut to the chasing. 
Let's let's let's, let's tighten up the plot a little bit. Okay, so <laughs> so creepy crap is happening in, in the house. Pilot like keeps on going off. Um, um, sounds are sounds are being heard from the basement. Stuff is getting missing, and just crap like that. And also, all these people are snooping around the house. Um, there's this lady who has Alzheimer's who is scaring everybody. There's this guy who's almost stalkery with the mom. And so, so you get this feel that there's something creepy going on in the basement, almost culty-like, you know, just because of how people are obsessed with the house. But, but actually, it's not. What really happens is just this crazy person goes in an open house, somehow stays in the basement, and just scares everybody. But here's the thing: what makes a good horror movie is finding out who the killer is and why they're doing this, and even just at least seeing them. Um, even with Jason Voorhees, we we find out a bit about him, you know? This yeah. guy, we don't learn jack crap about him. We don't even see his face, really. We see the outline of his face, and he has one line when he's talking t- to the son, and he says, now run. And then at the end, we don't even see the guy kill anybody. Kid is now by a creek after he ran all night, um, and he's screaming to please don't kill him. It, it then... Camera then then cuts out and pans to a car driving towards the open house. Then right before the end credits, it it then cuts back to the kid who's like who was dead. He was choked to death or something, and it's like, okay, that gives us no solving of the plot or and it it gives us no real evidence of the plot. You know. Okay, so why'd you watch it then? Because <laughs> um, cause it seemed like it, it would be a cult kind of thing, with, um, with like ghosts and demons and stuff, which is stuff I, I'm kind of into because that stuff can happen, you know? Um, ghosts and demons stuff, that stuff can happen? Can't happen. Oh, can't happen. Okay. Can't. Can't happen. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. All right. So, yeah, that sounds like a movie that I would have no urge to watch at all. Would It wouldn't make a good butt one, though. Yeah, maybe. I'd have, but I'm not a huge horror movie fan, although I started watching one with your mom the other night. That we've got to finish watching. But um, anyway, um, the Before uh, I Wake. Um, again, or, again uh, um, I don't categorize it as, as a horror movie. Even these, even these suspense and stuff and the horror as stuff calls coming from inside the house, thumps from the basement. It's all very cliche. Yeah. I mean, you know me and I get very skittish around this stuff. And even I was barely scared. You know? Okay. Well, whatever. So, okay. <laughs> Anything else? I mean, um, I mean, let's let, let, but let's not give the entire plot. Okay, let's okay. just kind of, you know. Um, um, oh, um, I've recently been watching this Netflix original sitcom called One Day at a Time. Um, basically, it's about this Cuban family li- living in L.A., and the mom is a, is a veteran, and she's having to deal with her kids, her mom, this overzealous um, su- superintendent or manager of the house and stuff. Yeah. What? You do realize that that is a remake of a 1970s sitcom, right? No, I do not. Yeah. I was on a live in the 1970s. How the crap would I know? I figured there would have been something in the show about that. Yeah, 1970s, one day at a time. Um, Bonnie, I forgot what her name was, played the mom, and then she had the two the two daughters. One of them was Valerie Bertinelli, who ended up marrying Eddie Van Halen, who was the lead guitarist for Van Halen. Not in the show, but, I mean, in real life. Schneider was the... Was the was the there's, superintendent? <laughs> yes, yes, there's a show. So I'm just sitting here listening to you describe it. I'm just laughing in my head because I'm sitting here going, Yeah, I watched that when I was a kid, the original way back in the seventies with the whole women's lib movement because the mom was really strong in the women's liberation movement, which I, I don't have anything against. I'm just saying that was kind of a theme of 
you know, I am woman, hear me roar kind of thing, kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so I thought that was kind of funny. Um, I think it's very funny. And and honestly, I kind of feel like the um uh, the woman who, who plays the grandma might have been one of the original actors, and that's how... Probably not. It could be if they went with a Hispanic, you know, family. Yeah. Like, you know, Puerto Rican or Cuban, or I forgot what you said. Cuban. Um, they were straight on white <laughs> in the seventies. They were there was no there was no ethnicity to anybody in that show. So unless the grandmother is straight on white, she she looks she looks straight on white. You should um look at the show and and, and look at her and stuff. We'll see. We'll see. But I'm, I'm not even sure. If Schneider is alive, the guy that played Schneider is alive anymore. I'm not even sure if the mom, the woman that played the mom, is still alive. I'm not sure. I haven't heard from him in a long time. So I know Valerie Bertinelli is. Valerie Bertinelli is. I know Mackenzie Phillips, who was the older daughter. I know they're still alive, um, but I don't know about. Okay, so um, hmm. what any else? Other kind of fun been? stuff. Um, let's see. Um, I have been... to go through your entire viewing habits since your viewing habits incorporate numerous hours per day. Not, not not as much as it used to be. You Just, have to admit that's that. That's true. That's true. Since you get started this job, speaking of which, you start yeah, and the gym. Okay, well, I want to talk about a couple that I've been watching. Well, well, wait, I'm not done. I, um, I wanted to talk about my book collab with my friend. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yes. Yeah, so, so me and a friend of mine, Nikki, are um, collabing on a book. It was an idea that I had originally started way back when I was in high school. I wrote a couple chapters of this thing, and um, I thought it was cool, but it just kind of fell out of the works and just kind of fell between the cracks, you know, once I really got started with my um, main novel at the time. But now me and her have been working together on it and trying to bring it back to life. Um, it's called the Draken Walker Chronicles, and it's kind of like... You know, 50 words or less. It's Tell ba- us about the story. It's basically um, a, a Harry Potter-esque thing with with schools and people of magic and stuff, except instead of strictly witches and wizards, it's more of every monster and creature in mythology, you know? Okay. Um, and basically they just go there to learn how to control their powers and how to hide their powers in the human world and all that. And basically it would be a kind of adventures in the school kind of story. Okay. Um, th- the main character is Percival Avalon Smith, um, um, also going by Percy. Okay. Who, who is a special monster that I created on my own called a Drakenwalker. And basically what that means is he can turn into a lesser form of dragon and he can control one of the four elements. That's the mm. basics of the species, but he was born different and he can control all four elements. Okay. So how are you in math? How am I in math? That's a random question. <laughs> well, because I said in 50 words or less, and I think that was probably a lot more than 50 words. So I'm just wondering if you know how to count. I do know how to count. It's just, it's just you know me. I can't condense things in the fifty words or less. Oh, you can't condense things. Period. You think? I mean, listen to all this other stuff. So, okay. Well, cool. Oh, well, I'm glad that you're working on that kind of stuff. I, I really would like to see you finish something. Yeah, I would take one of your stories because you've, you've you've done that. Apart from that that Big that no. manuscript you wrote in high school. Yeah. Haven't you haven't really, really finished. finished anything. I know. And, and I know. It's it, you have it's the talent. I guess I'm scared about about it being rejected again. You know, buddy. If you're going to be, let, let me tell you something. If you're going to be an author, if that's your goal to be a a, a published author, 
you better be okay with rejection because even the even the best authors get rejected. I know. Okay? I, I know. I mean, Edgar Allan Poe got rejected a, a whole bunch of times. Stephen everybody King. gets rejected multiple times, even when they're an author like Stephen King, who's going to get his stuff published anyway because he's good. He might go through a year or two of editing with his publisher to get the book the way they want it. I know. I know. Um, so you've got to. Logically, I I understand all this, you know, but emotionally and mentally, it's like um, I, it's it's like I, I just want them to, to like it in the very first go around well, and the, just publish it right outright. Well, they're ne- that's never gonna happen. I know. So you might as well give up writing. If that's the way you expect it to be, you might as well give it up because that will never happen. That's n- that's not what I expect to, expect it to be. Didn't didn't you just hear me saying logically? I know it's gonna be. But you operate on your emotions. You don't operate on logic. That is true. So if if emotionally that's how you're going to react to everything, then you might as well give it up because even if it's a good story and they say, we love this story and we want to publish it, but we need to fix these things, yeah, it's, it's always going to be that way. Yeah, yeah. You know, when we I'm, had, when we had, your, manuscript, when we had your manuscript uh, evaluated. Which reminds me, I, you still haven't even read the evaluation of that. Exactly. And it's been two plus years. I need to because, do that. Yeah, you should because she said it's not publishable in the form that it was. She said, but the, and it will take a lot of work to get it in publishable form. But she says, it clearly shows that he has talent. And the mistakes that he made in the main, in, in the story are the kind of mistakes that all first time writers make. So he should not take this information as a reason to give up, but as encouragement to continue his craft and hone it so he can get published. You didn't bother reading any of it. I know. Because you're right. you, did, you didn't get, I... you didn't get this one line we love it and we want to publish it. So okay, okay. No, no. Listen, I, because I want to turn this into a lecture. No, no, no. What, because look, part of this podcast is also talking about you know life with Aspergers and having to deal with that and having to um, move forward in life. Right. That's not the theme this week. Oh, we got plenty of them. dude. <laughs> how many chickens have we chased? You know, in these podcasts, we chased so many chickens. I'm so, I'm guessing at least a hundred. Oh God, please at least. <laughs> so you know, it's just. I want you. You have the talent. You have. A, you, you're a wordsmith. You are a wordsmith, but you have a talent that you just need to practice. You're right. Do you think any like professional athlete or actor, even if they have natural talent, doesn't practice? Of course not. Nicholas Cage. Well, some would say he doesn't have talent, so it wasn't. <laughs> so. No, 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 no. I no. disagree. I Harrison like Ford. Nick, I like Nick. I like Nick Cage. And I like Harrison Ford. But anyway. Oh, what the? How do you not like Harrison Ford? I, I like Harrison Ford. Oh, okay. Ford. Okay. I, I couldn't tell. I'm, I'm sorry. So anyway. Okay. <laughs> well, then I want to talk. Are you sure know. you want to talk? Hmm? Are you sure you want to talk? Well, I'm not sure. I bring the funny. You bring the boring. Let's be honest. Well, I've always said I am the abbot to your Costello. So I'm the straight man. You know, and I, Watch but those I'll, next words. No, no, I'm the straight man, and you're you're the you're the the funny part. You're you're you know. So I know where you were going with that, but um, you know, but I do like to make comments to get you get the giggles because then once you get the giggles, then we have to stop for five minutes. So uh, that that's always my goal in every podcast to get you get the giggles going at some point. But anyway, oh oh, speaking of uh, uh, of the giggles, this is going to be the last thing I'm going to say. I promise, and, and then you can talk about whatever the crap oh, you want. I know that's a lie. It, I appreciate the, the the effort, but I know that's a lie. But go so, ahead. So so last night um, I was playing with 
with, with my online group. It's another online group. Like that's it. I had four campaigns. Keyword key being another. <laughs> Last night, one of the characters w- was fawning over this NPC that, that the DM was was acting out and stuff. And her character was just fawning over him and basically like acting like an anime fangirl over him. So so my character, Vondel Iron Fist, just decided, just decided to have a little fun and, and just say, you make a cute couple, when's the wedding, and stuff like that. Um, and in doing so, it caused, it caused the, the girl's character to squee and have, and basically have a fangasm to the point where where okay. she where her character passed out and, and all the and then everyone else's character is singling me out and scolding me for, for doing that and I'm just dying laughing just because of the of the girl act, acting out her character doing that you don't want me to tell the story that I that I had from D&D back in the day when I was DMing a, a campaign back with my high school friends. You don't want me to tell that one cuz that Oh, well, I do now. It does it does not play into the family friendly theme of the of the podcast, but maybe one day I'll get into that one. Um but, uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, let me just, just let me let me just say it had it it, it kind of centered around the psionic ability of enlargement and I'm just going to kind of leave it at that. Oh, I <laughs> let people... I remember the story. Yeah, now. we're kind of we're going to kind of let that kind of go. <laughs> it's a funny story. So anyway, okay, so I'm going to talk. So now listen. you can talk. <laughs> Thank you for permission. I give you uh, before before I do. I'm I'm going to um, get my coffee with my the best gift I got all this year for Christmas was I have a a mug. Well, it's a it's like a insulated tumbler thing, but it's a French press and coffee mug all, all built in one. into one and it's like the bomb for some good coffee. So anyway, so I, while I'm while I'm pressing French pressing the coffee, I you know, I I wanted to get into Black Mirror because I've been hearing good things about it and it's you know, it's kind of Twilight Zone-ish. Kind of I stuff. don't get that. What do you mean you don't get don't get Twilight Zone-ish? I don't get the Twilight Zone-ish feel from it. Oh. No, just because it's 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 one off. Each episode is its own entity. It's not a yeah. series kind of thing. And that they're just kind of weird storylines and unusual and paranormal and just weird kind of stuff. But, anyway, um, but, so but even in Twilight Zone, all, all of them were were connected in some way. No, no, not at all. You the obviously have just the announcer guy, but the stories had nothing to do with each other. What was that about letting me talk? I think this is somebody somebody in this podcast a while ago said that there was my Shut turn up to talk. and talk. Fine, fine, and I'll bite they, my tongue. That they promised that, and I said thanks for trying, but I know that you're not going to be able to keep that. Anyway, so I wanted to get into Black Mirror because I'd heard good things about it. And, you know, and I'd heard, you know, don't start with the very first episode because it doesn't really meet the style of the rest of the show. But I'm the kind of person that it makes my eye twitch if I don't watch things in order. So I was going to watch the first first episode. But the way Netflix does their stuff is when they, when you pull it up, it pulls up the most recent season. So I ended up watching the fourth season first. You know, in the first episode of the fourth season was the USS Callister. I'm not going to go into how, but it had to do with like um, a virtual reality, you know, video game and this guy that created it, kind of creating his own reality in the game and him manipulating the people that he worked with and creating copies of them in the game. And, and anyway, and it was a really good episode. I really liked it. I wasn't. I couldn't really, follow that at all. I because most of the people that are listening to this podcast have probably already watched Black Mirror, so, but it was a really good I episode. Haven't. It was a really good episode. Uh, well, you're not listening to the podcast. You're in the podcast. 
Completely different story. So <laughs> the the first episode, that USS Kalisha was really good. I wasn't really impressed with the other episodes that I saw that season. I mean, they were okay, but I didn't get the feel for, oh my gosh, this is why everyone should watch Black Mirror. So I'm still going to give it a chance. I'm still going to you know watch the other seasons when I get around to it. Because I want to give it just don't full. watch the very first episode. Trust me and don't. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the whole thing, just because I want to give it a chance. Because sometimes certain seasons are better than others, and I don't want to give you know measure it based on just one or two episodes. But anyway, so I I've been watching that one, and then I also heard about um, the really yeah you know you're kind of sitting over there playing with dice while I'm okay yeah so that makes that makes a lot of noise. And it's I, really distracting I, I need, because it's making me something. chase a chicken. Anyway, so <laughs> I need to just have blinders on so I don't see things while I'm talking. <laughs> but, and, and, you know, then I saw on Amazon Prime that Philip Dick's um, Electric Dreams came out. And it's kind of the similar kind of theme. It's kind of each episode is its own thing. And it's more of a science fiction thematic show. Uh, and I heard it was really good, and and I love the Man in the High Castle show on Amazon Prime that's based on one of his books. So I was giving it a shot, and I watched, I think I watched the first three episodes, I think. And again, the first episode was really cool. It had, um, oh, God, the girl that plays Rogue in the X-Men movies. I can't remember her name right now. Uh, I think she won an Oscar when she was a little girl in the piano Anyway, so she was in it, and so they have some big names in it in one of the other episodes. Uh, Steve Buscemi's in another episode. Uh, but it's good, but again, I've only seen about three episodes, so I haven't had enough time to really give it its full uh, measure and, and give a full opinion of it. But it's interesting, and it's definitely something that I'm going to watch. If you like science fiction, if you like that Twilight Zone-ish feel to shows where each episode is its own thing, you ain't got to worry about catching up on shows and this kind of stuff, give it a shot because it, it it's good. It's just the second episode, or the third episode, I think, the one with Steve Buscemi, just wasn't as good as the, the other two that I watched. But the one that I've really been enjoying lately... Please, not not a comrade detective. Oh, you you dang tootin' it's comrade detective. So, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of comrade detective. No one has. Because... It was a it was a 1980s Romanian communist propaganda buddy cop show, and it's been lost to uh, our culture since the fall of communism. And it was only recently discovered by Channing Tatum. That's the storyline of the that that it literally. I'm telling you guys, it's a Romanian. I'm I'm not kidding. It's a 1980s Romanian communist propaganda buddy cop show. And, and it's designed that way. And it starts at the beginning where Channing Tatum and some directors talking about that, they, that this, they'd heard of this show and that they had never been able to see it because it was made in Romania during the, this, you know, the communist regime. But then after the fall of communism, the show just kind of got lost. But they found it and they've completely remastered it and dubbed it in English. It is a hilarious parody. It is so stinking funny. The, the the actors that are in it are are speaking Romanian or they're speaking some language because it is literally dubbed in English. Channing Tatum does the voice of the main the main detective. The second detective is done by Joseph Gordon Levitt. Nick Offerman plays the police chief. Oh so yeah. See, Ron Swanson as the police chief. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And and just the lines in the show are some of them are funny. Like the very first line of the show is, "You don't learn how to be a good communist by going to meetings. You do it." 
on the streets. By punching people in the face. You do it with your fists. And that's how the show starts. And, it, and the guy walks out of the elevator and walks out of the building. And he walks, and he's walking out on the sidewalk. There's like a random gang of Romanian male gymnasts on the street corner kind of hanging out. And then they're doing like gymnastic moves and flips and stuff. And he does them with him. And he goes into a bar. And there's a bunch of guys in a bar watching, the, watching a game. And they're all cheering at the game. But as he walks by, you see on the TV screen, they're watching a chess match. So... How can you cheer at a chess match? But because it's just it's it's just a parody on what they saw as important gymnastics and 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 chess and being good and classical music that you can't listen to you know because that's you know rock music is like you know spoiling you from the West and all this kind of stuff. So it, it's just the, the lines are funny. Uh, they really play up the whole capitalism versus communism thing. Yeah. There's one line where they go to the the ambassadors you know, the U.S. ambassador's building, and they're ta- trying to get in to see the U.S. ambassador. And uh, they're talking to the secretary, and she's like, well, the ambassador is busy now, uh, spreading freedom and democracy. And they say, yeah, more like greed and gonorrhea. So it, it, just the stupid, funny lines. They're sitting there while they're waiting. There's two really fat guys sitting off in the corner with a, like a stack of um, McDonald's quarter pounders with cheese. And they're just, just you know, just like that's what – Romanians saw Americans as as fat, fast food eating, greedy, well, sex crate. I mean, that was that's just kind of just like they in in the preview. It talks about that you know we had propaganda movies like Rambo and Red Dawn and <laughs> those how kind of were those things. propaganda? I'm just it's all part of playing on the whole parody theme. So. I'm telling you, it's definitely worth trying out and checking out. It's if you guys got Amazon Prime, Comrade Detective. I think it's you know, the first season is up. I think it's only six episodes. I haven't finished it yet because I've just been busy. But I'm trying to finish it this weekend. But it's definitely something you need to try out. So those are the things I've been watching lately. I've been, you know, when I get to play, I've been playing. Borderlands, Borderlands the pre-sequel, pre-sequel, which I've never wanted to play. I absolutely love Borderlands. In Borderlands 2, but when I watched you play the pre-sequel, I'm like, the whole having to deal with oxygen because you're out on the moon, I hated. I thought it was tedious and it's stupid. I still do. Um, the fact that you move so much slower, I, I just... So there's tedious parts of the game that I don't like, but it's Borderlands and you get the guns and that kind of stuff. And so I'm, I'm playing to get through it. And if you mainly. play Claptrap, you don't have to worry about oxygen and that's for probably one. what I'll that's probably what I'll do if I play through it again. Um, but and that uh, way you can just butt slam it, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I I am a, an achievement slut, so I live for getting achievements. So I'll play it just to get achievements. So you know, and 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 then one other thing that I'm going to probably get into. He's playing Jack's double. Yeah, I'm playing the whatever he is. So that's the kind of what I've been into lately. Uh, I named mine HJ Junior. I think I named mine Flapjack. So anyway, <laughs> so that's kind of what the the silly, stupid stuff that we've been into lately. Yeah. So one of the other things that we wanted to talk about was movies that traumatized you as a kid. We've all had them. We've all had a movie that. And, I mean, if you want to think about it, what movies had an impact on you it doesn't have to be traumatized. But that's kind of the direction we're going. But we've all had movies that had a huge impact on us. We've had books that have had a huge impact on us, you know, positively or negatively as we've grown up. Yeah, and uh, so I've got a couple that I want to talk about, but I think you only have one. Yeah, which one is that? Uh, only one I have is um, Lord of the Rings. 
and, and not just Lord of the Rings in general. It's one specific character. I'll, I'll give you three How, guesses. Frodo? You hate Frodo? Really? No. How could you hate Frodo? Nope. nope Gandalf? Not, nope. Everybody loves him. Sam. No. <laughs> it's Gollum. That scrawny, gray-skinned, balding, little, creepy dude. Oh, he wasn't, he wasn't bald. Oh, he wasn't balding. He was bald. Well, he had three hairs on his head, I think. Yeah. That's why I said balding. When I first saw Gollum, I was like, it was like way back when we were still living up north, right? Yeah, because that's when the first movie came out. Was yeah. When we were north so, so first time I saw him, I thought I thought he he looked like Devil Incarnate because he scared the living crap out of me as a kid. Wait a minute, so, he's not red. He doesn't have horns and a. And you a know what I mean. And a pitchfork. You know what I mean, okay? Um, the point, point is, he scared me so much that that, that growing up, um, um, until I saw the movie again, I got into the habit of basically self-tucking myself in in the bed under all the covers and basically making sure there was no open flap of blanket for him to crawl under and then scream in my face. I mean, I mean even is, I covered up my entire head. Isn't that kind of redundant? Self-tucking myself? Isn't that kind of redundant? I couldn't figure out how better to say it. Okay, so tucking myself. Shut up. Self tucking. Pick one. Shut up. Grammar much? <laughs> Shut up. I'm tired. Dude, it's it's morning. You've been sleeping. I've got coffee. What? I don't drink coffee. That's your first problem right there. I don't like coffee. Um, I I, I just can't I just can't get over get over the overall bitter taste. That's all I can taste. But if you can get past that, did you know that studies show that coffee is very healthy for you? Black coffee, not not cream and sugar stuff, which I've gotten away from. I used to do a lot of that stuff. But, oh, coffee. <laughs> um, I can't get over the um the 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 overall bitter taste because because that's all I can. I can really taste, you know, I can't taste I anything extra. That, that's why I don't like beer. It's because I can't get over how, that overall bitter hops taste. How did we add, how did we chase the chicken on how good coffee is? How did we, anyway, go ahead. So what, what were we talking about before anyway? I forgot. My fear of Gollum. Oh yeah, your fear of Gollum. So, so as a kid, I, I, did, oh, I couldn't God. rationally understand, um, but, but all I knew is that I didn't want, want the scray-skinned little freak screaming in my face while I slept. So, so I basically tucked myself in and made sure no covers were exposed and, and even covered up my head just to make sure that he couldn't scream in my face that way, you know? Yeah, you know, speaking of you don't want that, that little ball-headed, grayish-greenish thing to scream at you in your sleep, yeah. you know, in your bed. I kind of had the same experience when I was a kid. What? But it was Kermit the Frog. <laughs> what? You were scared of I Kermit did, the Frog? I wasn't scared of him. I liked the Muppet Show. But for some reason, I got this weird, because the way my bed was in my room was it was kind of in the corner of the room, but there was like a foot space between the edge of my bed and the wall, because so yeah. your grandmother could get over there and make the bed when I was a kid and this kind of stuff. And so I used to think that that, that space was kind of evil, because at night, it was super dark. You couldn't see the floor, because it was just really dark over there. And for some and, and it kind of looked like where a Muppet would come up, you know? you know. <laughs> and so I got to thinking about the Muppets, and, and none of them scared me at all. And But I just used to think about Kermit, when Kermit would do the whole, ah, and he'd throw his arms up in there and do this kind of stuff. And so I was always kind of had this weird, not afraid thing, but this little anxiety thing was if I rolled over and faced the wall and that space, and all of a sudden Kermit would pop up doing his little arm flailing thing. <laughs> I wasn't afraid, but it was... 
Um, now you're getting into my mind, and that's a very yeah. dangerous place to be. Um, your mind is dangerous. Well, let's get back to Gollum. So is, is that it, just Gollum, because he um, freaked you out? That, that's kind of it? Um, I think another thing that really scared me and traumatized me about about the dark and stuff would be um, p- Paranormal Activity and, and all those movies and stuff. Just yeah, because I'm, you, no, I'm not going to watch those. Just because, just um, um, one, um, I mean, I've always liked the documentary style of movie, you know, where everyone has a camera and they're all filming and stuff. And stuff, and and it looks like just um, video diaries and stuff. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, yeah. Well, one of these movies was paranormal activity or some kind of um, demon ghost thing torturing a family documentary style movie. You know, mm-hmm. a bunch of this stuff always happened in the dark, um, in pitch black dark. Um, someone would eventually start screaming. They would turn the lights on, and the person would be flailing about and scared as and scared as heck and stuff. And so that really just started to really inflame my fear of the dark. So much so that because I have an autistic and creative mind, it's some, it sometimes it tricks very my sense. Very visual, very visual mind, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it, it sometimes tricks my mind in, in into seeing something go go through the shadows or or, or I hear some, something in air quotes, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. And it just messes me up. So so much so that, that um, as a kid growing up, I would literally have to – run to the bathroom and, and turn the light on on and keep it on just so it would fend off the evil spirits or whatever yeah so, everybody kind of has that whole fear of the dark kind of thing i remember when i was a kid that when i would you know everybody be in the in our old house and you probably don't even remember it um but in the old house the 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 den where the tv was was down at the other end, one end of the house and everybody was down there watching tv and i'd be at the all the way at the other end of the house you know getting my bath for the night and um I was scared to death of the dark and being back there by myself. And so I would get out of the tub and, and, and dry off, grab my pajamas, and I would turn the bathroom light off. And then I would literally run down the hall, butt naked, to the, to, to, to the den. And the way the way the den was was the couch. You, you could run behind the couch. You could stand behind the couch and nobody could see. So I'd run, in, I'd run into the den butt naked with my family in there and get my pajamas on in there with everybody in there. So, again, you're getting into my mind, and that's a dangerous place to be. There's a lot of stuff there. Okay, so I got two movies that, that just really messed me up. One uh, more than the other, I'm thinking. One more than the other. Yeah, the first one, by far. Uh, the first one was Jaws. Jaws came out in Dana. 1975. Shut up. Dana. Jaws came out in 1975. I was born in 1968. That means, and I was born in the summer of 1968, so this was the summer of 1975. I was seven years old. And back in the day, there were no 16-screen multiplex theaters like there are now. It just a theater was one screen, and they would show one movie twice, or they would show one movie early and one movie late. So you, at most, you'd have two movies, you know, choices. And so if you wanted to go see a movie, obviously there were a lot fewer showtimes and fewer screens to go to. So you just stood in line. And my family decided that they wanted to go see Jaws, and there was a family of five, my parents, my two older sisters, and me. And we decided we we're going to go see Jaws. So we stood in line for however long we had to stand in line. And by the time we got in, we barely got in because the place was almost full. Uh, but by the time we did get in and get our tickets, the only place where there were five seats together was the front row. So seven years old, front row, 40-foot man-eating shark. I don't <laughs> don't really think I have to say much else. Um, you know, watching you know the head without the eye or the eyeball, you know, kind of eyeball, 
coming out of the bottom of the boat when, yeah. and everything. And just the tension of you're in that water and something could attack you from literally any angle True. below, above, and 360 degrees around you. That just kind of freaked me out because that's completely powerless kind of feeling. So it traumatized me so much that it affected how I lived my life for years. Meaning for the rest of that summer and maybe into the next summer, um, I didn't swim in a pool because it was water. <laughs> I mean, the most water but I would get in, through it. it doesn't, and it was chlorine and fresh water and a man-made small thing. I, I, I understand again, logic, not heart. So, uh, yeah, so I didn't, I mean, the most water I got in for a long time was a bathtub. That was it, you know? Finally got over got over that, but then I couldn't even get in a natural body of water, even if it was fresh water. Like, you know, we live here on uh, on the lake, yeah. you know, this huge, you know, reservoir lake. Although, although technically there there are some sharks that can survive in fresh water. In in like the mixture, like the brinish water that's kind of part salt water, part fresh water, like the the the, the transition from fresh water into but an estuary, that's near the coast. Yeah, an estuary. Thank you. See, wordsmith, you know words that I don't know. Um, <laughs> shut up. So I'm smarter. That's debatable, but <laughs> but anyway. No, 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 no. I'm Cliff Clavin, fount of useless knowledge. No, that's that's definitely me. <laughs> Just ask your mother. <laughs> but anyway, so you know, for my 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 friends, I mean, they grew up on the water, learning water skiing and all this kind of stuff. I never learned how to water ski. And they used to always ask me why why I was wouldn't get out there and learn how to water ski, and I always had some kind of excuse. I'm like, I just I just just don't really want to. I really did. I couldn't get myself to get in that water, even though it was fresh water. And logically, I completely understood. Just couldn't do it. I did in high school. I got out there one time just to shut them up. I got out there, was scared to death. I was trembling. I was so anxious. The boat pulled me up. I fell over, and I said, Okay, I tried. I'm done. And and I never tried ever again. I still to this day I still don't know how to water ski, and I'm almost 50 years old. And then you know, I um, um honestly, I can't think of anybody who knows how to water ski except for maybe Luke. I think maybe he learned how to, or well, because or maybe we just we just don't do it as much anymore, yeah. you know. But uh, but anyway, and you know, God forbid that I got in the ocean. I mean, when we would go to the ocean, I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't get in the water because I was afraid uh, of the whole shark thing, and I had to overcome that, and I and I did, and but to this day, at 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 forty nine, almost fifty years old. If I get, if we go to the beach, which we don't that often, but if we go when we've gone, we haven't gone since since I was in middle school. Yeah, but when we go or when we would go, if I got in the water, I wouldn't get up too much past waist deep, and if I did, the whole time I'm in that water, I mean, I might be playing with you guys or talking or whatever, but in the back of my mind, I could hear. So yeah, and and I just I I couldn't do it. I couldn't. There was a time back back when we back when me and the whole family were were in Florida, I think, and Milo got caught in the riptide. Well, yeah, I took off out there, but I was thinking about saving my children. Yeah, I know. And but but let me tell you something. I never told you guys this. The whole time I'm swimming out there, it was in my head. Really? I it was in my head, but I'm like. I don't have a choice. It's my children, yeah. you know. But but it was in my head, and then trying to get you guys back in, and I was about to drown trying to get you guys back in. Yeah, that wasn't good. That's another story. Yeah. But but even so, that one time when 
we all went down as a family when you guys were little and your your nephew, your, your cousins, Jason and DJ, they were yeah. younger, they were teenagers or whatever. And they were boogie boarding. I was out in the in the water with them boogie boarding stuff. And while we were out there, a school of fish came swimming straight through our legs, you know. They thought it was funny and this kind of stuff. And as soon as that happened, I'm like, those fish are swimming by because something's coming after them. I'm out. <laughs> and I, I, I'm not too proud to say I left my nephews in that water. I was gone. Of course, nothing happened. But So that really traumatized me. And it had a huge impact on my life for a long time. Uh, and still plays out a little bit. The other one didn't impact me as much, but it just kind of freaked me out a little bit. And I just don't, you know, was the shining, the psychological aspect yes, of it. Johnny. The way, the way it just built up and it was just, there was so much silence and just slow kind of stuff. But, and it was the sound design, you know, of, of Danny riding his big wheel, you know, down those halls and hitting the carpet and then hitting the, the hardwood floor and hitting the... And you just saw that, and every time he turned a corner, you kept expecting to see something. You kept expecting to see something every time he turned a corner, and then all of a sudden, you did. And it was those, it was twin, twin little girls, and they're like the devil twins, and they're like, "Hello, Danny, come play with us." And then he's all freaked out, shows him freaked out, and then it shows it flashes to them again, and they're dead on the floor with blood everywhere, and then they flash back up, and they're talking to him again. That just that jumps kind of stuff scares jump me. Jump scares. They're called I jump scares. I don't like that at all. To this day, I don't like movies that do jump scare stuff. I don't mind. You and not you, you and not like the game Five Nights at Freddy's. I don't. No, no. I don't like. I don't like those. The only the only jump scare kind of thing that I've enjoyed was the video game Aliens vs Predator on the Atari Jaguar. Everything because it wasn't it wasn't a an, a horror kind of jumps. thing. It was a, it was a science fiction kind of yeah. thing. It just made you jump, but. This movie that your mom and I were watching the other night, you could tell it was building up to a jump scare. Mm-hmm. I started looking on my phone because I knew it was coming, <laughs> and, I, and I even told your mom, "I'm like, I'm, uh, I'm not watching that screen because there's about to be a jump scare." Boom! There was a jump scare. I wasn't going to do it, yeah. so I can't do that kind of stuff. And so, Shining had some of that stuff in there, and it kind of created that fear in me for that kind of stuff. And to this day, you know, and I know Brandon and Mitch from the Divided with Werewolves podcast are probably just laughing at me now because they pretty much live for, for horror movies. Scare, yeah. So anyway, so those are the ones that really, really, really seriously impacted me. And uh, I know everybody's had one. I'd love to hear from you guys on Twitter uh, at GP Variety Hour. You know, what I'm going to be honest, Dad. Um, has, has anyone ever actually responded to our Twitter account? Well, yeah, besides but not, botched, but not not because not because of questions from the podcast. We haven't got enough people listening yet. But yeah, I've had, I've had interactions with people, and and yes, the, the the Phil and the guys from Botch, they 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 reply. You know, I, did oh, I tell? Oh, 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 I gotta tell, tell you, to, um, um, to, to tell them about Kicks the Goblin. Oh my gosh, guys! If you guys don't listen to to Botched, it's a D and D podcast. You don't know what you're missing. It's five guys that clearly appear to get more inebriated as the as the the broadcast goes. But oh, right, oh, 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 oh. but they've been. They started a new campaign, and I think we're six episodes in. And there's one spot where they they found a goblin. It's kind of a part goblin, part goat kind of thing, and it's part of the storyline. I'm not going to get into all that. But he he wants a satyr. No, no, no. He's not a satyr. He's not a satyr because he's he's kind of slowly transforming into something. They don't really know exactly okay. what yet. But anyway. And they, they call him Kicks, and, and, and one of the guys speaks the language, and they can understand each other, and he's like, please just kill me because he's kind of been tortured and he was chained to the wall. And so they save him, but instead of killing him, they're like, no, you're going to come with us, 
and you're going to help us defeat this campaign and show us where we need to go and kind of just help us. Um, and if you do, then I will kill you out of mercy at the end. And he's like, thank you, thank you. And so he becomes an NPC, part of the, part of the, uh, the group. And then they get in this they get in this fight with I don't know like ten or fifteen goblins including a huge goblin, and so they're all fighting and kicks this little goblin that's wearing nothing but rags and he's the only weapon he has is it's basically a chained up fist is is the chain that he was chained up to wrapped around his fist and dude kicks ass <laughs> so much so that the 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 DM is like son of a because it keeps every roll, almost every roll he got was a nat twenty, and almost it was you know critical damage and this kind of stuff. And so he's taking all these goblins out while the other guys are taking damage and they're fighting. But I mean, it was like the action hero walking away from an explosion without looking back, kicking butt. It was just, and I'm just sitting there laughing so hard at the whole thing. Because the DM kept getting angrier and angrier and more frustrated because the NPC little piss ant goblin piss pot. was was beating up everything and just just uh, and he's rolling is like okay so he like jumps up and pummels him in the face and does this back Bruce Lee reverse kick and you know just, so oh I'm I'm hoping that the the botch guys. Um, and I don't know if they listen to this, will listen to this or not, but I hope that they make a T-shirt. They got to get somebody to to do them a T-shirt with "Kicks the Goblin," walking away from an explosion without looking back because he was that awesome. He's he's by far been my favorite NPC that they've had so far, and he's still part of the group. And I was listening to it some yesterday, and they're doing like a jump puzzle that they've got to get through, and they're all falling off and hanging on, and and Kicks pretty much just kind of goes through, just and gone. You know, it just gets a, so it's just so funny. I just I'm Kicks, dude. I love Kicks, man. I need me a Kick shirt. Phil, Botch guys, Dennis, you guys, you guys got to make a a, a Kick shirt. Uh, hopefully, you guys will be at Dragon Con in um, September. We'll talk about Kicks. Um, my my dad actually he gave gave them the, the idea for the shirt um and they responded on Twitter right yeah just if um, they had an artist but yeah uh, anyway. and, no they they responded when I was talking about it about the whole dude that's like explosion walking away without looking back and and Phil came back with a with an animated gif of of Wolverine walking away from an explosion without looking back it was pretty funny. Just, just take that, just just take that image, re and replace Wolverine with kicks, and bam, you got a t-shirt. So anyway, all right, so we're we're running long on time. So hashtag kicks the badass goblin. Yeah, I I I, I think the hashtag I used was hashtag kicks kicks ass. <laughs> nice. Yeah, kick squared. So anyway, so y'all 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 struck gold with that guy with with that NPC guys. Uh, so I guess you want to talk about. Cowboys versus dinosaurs. I guess. I mean, it's our it's next a, installment on the best of the worst on Netflix. Yeah, and it's definitely one of the worst. No, not it's, as bad as Ella Walker. Is it what one worst of the worst? <laughs> yes. No, 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 so, no, no. no. Gala Walker says is Gala Walker still takes of the ones we've watched. Gala Walker still takes the cake for the worst. But man, I I just want to find some more Goras. I love that movie. That was so fun to watch. I so expected it to be bad, but it was good. Anyway, okay, so Cowboys versus Dinosaurs. I'm pretty sure it was one of those sci-fi, um, Sharknado-type movies. Yeah, TVMA movie. Because the rating was TVMA and this kind of stuff. But the, the premise is there's a mining company, and it looks like they're like Montana, Wyoming, Idaho. They're somewhere up in there. 
And country town. But but it's that kind of area of the country, yeah. mountainous and this kind of stuff. And so they're, you know, doing a mine and they blow a hole in part of the section of the mine and they open up this find this huge underground cavern. That's a like, methane pocket. Like they a call methane it. pocket that was that is filled with iridium, which is the chem, the the mineral that they're trying to mine. Which actually exists. Yeah. And then so but then when they blow a hole in it, all of a sudden velociraptors come out of the hole and, and start uh, and killing people. people. Yeah. And so you have a methane pocket under the ground for however long it's been there. They blow a hole in it, and nice, healthy, virile, energetic velociraptors come crawling out and start killing people, followed by a T-Rex once the hole collapses. Yes. So the whole movie— Then followed by, um, and then followed by a triceratops that can somehow do a vertical leap. Okay. Up out of the freaking hole. I didn't, I didn't want to talk about the other part of the, no, no, the no, no, triceratops. No, no, we'll get no, to that no, no. in a minute. But so, so the whole movie is that. That's all you. Dinosaurs killing people. Yeah. Uh, they're not oh. eating people because the velociraptors just go around and basically take a chunk out of people to kill them and then run off and kill somebody else. Yeah, exactly. I guess they're just angry that they were trapped for so long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, e- even the wounds that the velociraptors inflicted didn't even look real. It just yeah. looked like they plopped the stuff on top of someone, you know? Well, that's pretty much what they did. It was a sci-fi network, I'm sure. True. So, but the only the, the only good thing about the movie that I thought was Eric Roberts. Eric Roberts was in the movie. He plays the drunk dad, the main character guy, the main hero guy, his drunk dad. And when you first meet him in jail, when his son gets thrown in jail because of some love triangle between him and some girl that he used to love, and the sheriff, and the sheriff who she's with now, and this kind of stuff. So he's in jail, and all of a sudden there's some dude off in the corner in the jail cell just heaving his spewing chunks all over the wall, all over the floor. I mean, and seriously, I mean, he's like spewing. Um, I and, mean, it's it's like um, exorcism pea soup spewing, okay? And, and it's not trick camera work. It actually looks like it's coming out of his mouth. It's not actually it trick- is actually coming out of his mouth because when he sits down on the bench next to his son, he starts talking. I mean, I got to tell you, man, Eric Roberts... He he plays a drunk guy really well because he was. I mean, drunk. like sloppy drunk, like not funny drunk, just sloppy drunk kind of stuff. Because as he was sitting there, that vomit, that stuff that he'd been spewing on the walls, was dribbling down his chin and dripping off his chin. Huh. And he didn't bother. He didn't, and he just kind of wiped it a little bit, but didn't wipe it all off. I mean, just like a drunk dude would do. It's like okay, you spew and you don't realize that you that it's all over your face, and so you don't wipe it off, and so you just look like hell warmed over. So that's kind of what huh. he looked. So he. And then when he was freaking out with the dinosaur start running around, I, I don't know. Eric Roberts was good. I liked him. Of course, I think he's funny, especially in a role like that. But the movie was just, it's your typical Sharknado type movie. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense. There's no sense of reality to it at all. They don't even try to make it seem real. Yeah, um, I exactly. Can, um, can I get in, into this, please? Absolutely. Be... Please do. Okay, so. So, so, some of the scientifically and bi- biologically inaccuracies in oh, the movie. Oh, here comes Connor. He, Watch it. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. This stuff triggers me. Okay. You know what triggers me. Oh, don't be talking about, don't be talking about being emotionally triggered. I understand <laughs> you. This is our safe space. You don't have another safe space. So. Um, um let's see. So, so first one, um. Um, all these dinosaurs are living inside a methane pocket, and somehow, between the time they between the time time they got trapped in there, um, and, and by the time it got got open, somehow their bio their cells learned how to take in methane as oxygen, and then as soon as oxygen is exposed to, to them when they're released, it's like an instant tr- trigger back to 
um, oh, okay, we can do oxygen. Millions of years of evolution and stuff um, inside there to only take in methane, it would not happen in a split second like that. It wouldn't. It just, it's not possible. Then next, they, um, a, like I said before, a triceratops, someone did, did, did a vertical leap straight out of a hole. Do you guys realize how top-heavy a Triceratops is? It would not be able to... It can barely even jump a foot off the ground, um, let alone almost a mile straight out of a hole onto the onto the surface with ease, like it did. <laughs> um, a, um, Kung exact, Fu tricer- Triceratops. That'll make a good kids movie. Crouching Tiger, Flying Triceratops. <laughs> you ever see that movie? Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon? Yeah. Oh, that's a great movie. It, it, um, it, it's a classic. Where they, you know what? Fun fact that you that they could care less about, but you don't know. That was the first DVD I ever watched. Really? Yep. When cool. DVDs first started coming out and I got a DVD player, that was the first movie I watched on DVD was Crashing Tiger, Hidden Dragon. So, and I'm going, wow, so, look how clear it is. <laughs> Wait, why are those black bars on the top and the bottom? I don't get it. Yeah, so. Anyway. Okay, so. So, so next inaccuracy, um, obviously, since it's a dinosaur movie, they have to have a T-Rex, obviously. Um, if you don't have a T-Rex... T-Rex arms going around. Um, I mean, if you don't have a T-Rex in, in, in a dinosaur movie, it's going to suck, you know? So, first oh, off... They, they, okay, they didn't need, they didn't not need to have it in there for it to suck. True, <laughs> true. So, so... I'm playing words with friends with a friend. So, the, so the T-Rex... Is moving way too fast than it could. I mean, I mean, a, a T Rex can run very fast, but in long strides and in large steps. Somehow, this thing was moving its legs as fast as the Velociraptors were and making sharp turns. No, um, if you guys remember what a what a T Rex looks like from the Jurassic Park movies, um, the, those I think are the most accurate in the way a dinosaur would be able to move. And the T Rex never moves that quick and that sharp. It's it's all it's always slow and methodical, looking around, but it can get fast and vicious when it wants to. Just not Velociraptor-like reflexes. Right. So that so that made my eye twitch. And finally, the, yeah, the, lazy, on, the laziness of the soundtrack. Uh, uh, well, not not the soundtrack, sound effects. Yeah, sound yeah, effects. Yeah, sound effects. Um, you want to talk about it or me? You talk about it. I've been okay. talking a lot. So we're sitting there, and there's one scene where they're like barricaded in a bar. Some of the main characters are barricaded in a bar, and you can hear all the chaos going on outside. You can hear the the, kind of like the almost cheetah-like screams of, of the dinosaurs or whatever, and the people screaming. And then all of a sudden, we hear an elephant, like full-on, straight-on elephant. And I'm like, wait a minute. Are they, like, near a zoo, and the zoo's gotten loose or what, you know? I brought it to your attention. No, I know. I'm, I'm just saying. And we were trying to figure that out, so we rewound it and listened again to make sure that we were both heard it right. And absolutely, we absolutely heard an elephant. And then, but we don't know where it came from. We just, we're, okay, why did that get in? That's just bad, bad sound editing. And then later on in the movie, or towards the end, we're watching and... The T-Rex is running, and they're going after the bad guys, and then the Triceratops is out running and chasing them and this kind of stuff. And then all of a sudden, the Triceratops goes, all of a sudden, there you go. So so we had a Triceratops. That could do impressions. There, there you go. We have a Triceratops doing impressions. So that was He's all- going places. He, so, yeah. I mean, his, his agent is going to get calls. I'm telling you, man. He needs to get the same agent as Eric Roberts. <laughs> so anyway, so it's just, look, it was a stupid movie. It was... An, to be honest with you, 
Gore was good. Gore was Chappie, good. Chappie was okay. It was bad, but it was okay. Yeah. It was okay to watch. And it's kind of, but this one kind of is up there with Gala Walkers, and it's just bad. Yeah. You know, but here, here's the here's the problem that we had, and then we're going to move on to the last section, then we got to get out of yeah. here. But the problem that we had is we started watching two other movies that we wanted to do. Oh, yeah. Um, Super and Zombievers. Yeah. And, and of course, Zombievers, you know, the first thing we noticed was – Within five minutes of the movie starting, there was already nudity. Just and, nudity only. Yeah, but still. but still, it was within the first five minutes of the movie. Your first ten it minutes. It wasn't of the movie. five minutes. It was like ten minutes. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, and, and the premise was there was these three girls off doing their thing in a cabin by themselves, and so you knew there was going to be a lot more of that. And we try to have a family friendly kind of thing. And, and and I, in our house, we try to avoid that kind of stuff as much as we can. It's getting to where it's virtually impossible with today, but yeah. we but we did. And then Super, which looks like it'd have been a fantastic movie to watch, which Rain Wilson, who's basically Dwight Schrute, who decides to become a superhero. But within the first fifteen minutes of the movie or something like that, we see him watching hentai porn on his TV, and then one of the characters on there is a, a superhero called the Holy Avenger. And yeah. it was it was kind of like getting into Christianity. That it was we like really a farce with. on making fun of Christianity and Jesus and Christian people. And he goes to the comic store to to get some of the Holy Avenger comics. And the girl that's there, Ellen Page, she starts going off on just saying a lot of hateful, nasty things about Christians and Christianity and Jesus and that just rubbed me the wrong way. So twenty minutes in the movie we had to stop that. So they look if if you guys are okay with that stuff, that's that's on you. That's up to y'all and go check out those movies. That's fine. But but we are trying to steer away from that. So it's kind of making it hard to find Botwan movies. But anyway, so that's that's just our stance on things. Anyway, so the last thing we want to do before we go and this is something Connor wanted to do. You know, we've done D20 Multiverse Mayhem before where we yeah. take, you know, people from history or literature or pop culture or whatever. Of the multiverse. And, yeah, that's why we call it multiverse because it could be from anywhere. And cre- take a random person uh, and create a Dungeons & Dragons character based on that person from history and or character. And then let those characters fight to the death using D&D 5.0 rules. Last time it was Genghis Khan versus Felicity Smoke. Uh, poor Felicity didn't survive too well, but this time we're, we're going to do it again. But we're, it's not going. We'll do that in the next episode. But Connor wanted to kind of give you guys a teaser by us deciding, figuring out who our character is going to be. Yep. So I'm going to read off my list that I have, and then I'm just going to roll me. A, I'm just going to roll a, a d20 and figure out who it is, and then we'll kind of go from there. So here's my here's my list because I'm uh, I got a list of 20 people. And then I'm just going to pick one I mean, based on uh, the die roll, okay? So I've got Stalin. He's number one. Number two is Sheldon Cooper. Number three is Mozart. Number four is Frodo. Number five is the Cat in the Hat. Number six is Fro Hickey from the X-Files. Seven is Laura Croft. Eight is Einstein. Nine is Thomas Edison. Ten is Bruce Lee. Eleven is Confucius. Twelve is Dirk the Daring from the Dragon's Lair old Laserdisc video game. Thirteen is Willow. Fourteen is Neo from The Matrix. Fifteen is Buddy the Elf. I like to see how he turns out. Sixteen is Jack the Ripper. Seventeen is Doc Holliday. Eighteen is Dar from the movie The Beastmaster back in the 80s. 
19 is Dracula, and 20 is Jason Voorhees. So I'm going to roll my 20-sided dice and see what we're coming up with. And this is this will be my this will be my character. I'll this will be the person that I'll create a character create a character from in the next episode. No, nope, nope. you you are no, not use my tower. I'm he's not using your tower. I'm not. Come on, use my tower. He's made some kind of huge con, uh, cardboard tower thing. It works and looks cool. Complete with like a felt mustache on it. So anyway, so he wants me to do it that way. So okay, fine. Thank want... you. And. 19. Who's that? Dracula. Nice. So I get to play an undead character. Sweet. He's probably going to be, well, he'd be a vampire. He'll be with, undead. With, which means you have which means you can basically look in look in the monster manual and get all and get all your stats from I there. I know I get to play a monster. Sweet. So mine's going to be Dracula. All right. All right, all right now, Connor. Now you got to read, read off your list. What's your list? Yep. So, so here's my list. 1 George Washington. Two, Leonardo da Vinci. I just feel like rolling dice. Three, Percy Jackson. Four, Peter Griffin. Five, Ezio Auditore da Firenze. Six. <laughs> With your your fake Italian a, accent. Fake American effort at a fake um, Italian accent. <laughs> Shut up. Um, um, Shepherd Shepherd from the original Mass Effect trilogy. Fem Shep. F- yep, female Shepherd. Um, Ryder from the new Mass Effect Andromeda movie, male Ryder. Bo Dennis from the from the show Lost Girl on Sci-Fi. Hercules, just the Hercules from uh, from Myth. Just Hercules. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it's it says it itself. Barry Allen from the Flash, but not the Flash. Barry Allen, the scientist and criminal and criminal investigator. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Harry Potter. Aragon Bromson from from the, the Aragon series, yeah. right? Tony Stark. Okay, but not Iron Man. Yeah, okay. Not, not Tony Iron Stark. Man. Tony Iron Stark. Man. All right. Who who actually is just one in the same because he didn't hide his identity. No, but he does. He does not going to have any of the abilities of the suit because he's not that. wearing the suit. No, because it, no, he can't because he doesn't have the suit. His you, suit. Um, he. His watch can turn in just one of his ion hands. Okay, that, that, and, and, and that's fine, but he can't have the rest of the suit. I know. Okay, all right, cool. That's as much as I was going to give him anyway. 15 is William Shatner. 16 is Desmond Miles from the Assassin's Creed games. 17 is Edward Elric from the anime Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. 18 is Spencer Reed from Criminal Minds. 19 is Dwight Schrute. And then twenty is April Ludgate Dwyer from the show Parks and Rec. So All right, go. So oh yeah, so I he's wrote, got some he's got some bizarre procedure here. So, so just so I'll talk to you guys I, in ten minutes when he's done. It's not gonna be ten minutes. So when I roll, I like to give myself more options and stuff to to think about as I'm rolling. So 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 what I'm gonna do is is I'm going to to roll eight d twenties. Um, and, and then choose those eight. Then, then I'm going to roll four d eights and choose and choose those four. Then I'm going to roll a final d four, and and that that will be my character. So, let's get started. So first ones we have coming out the gate: ten and eighteen. Barry Allen and Spencer Reed. Both 18 again, so I'm going to re-roll those. 
Um, 17 and 12, Edward Elric and Harry Potter. So those are your four? No. Um, I, um, I, do you say, Sherry, I'm doing eight. No, no. Yes, yes, shut up. We're going to do four. Fine. Be, be good with it. Fine. Eight's half of your list. No, four's fine. Fine. I, li- I like the options, though. Sorry. All right, fine. I'm just going to do this, the 1D4. That gets Which got stuck. There we go. And two. So, so it would be 12. No. Because you did 10, 12, 17, and 18. Yeah. So two would be the second um, one on the list. I'm, I'm going in order of what I rolled them as. Whatever. I don't care. So You see what so, I mean? How, how so stupidly confusing be, this is? Yes. Yes. Edward Elric. And what is he again? He's a character from from an anime. Okay, so what can he do? Um, he he is an alchemist, and a, and he has a robot arm and leg. Cool. I'm undead. I can't die. You can still die if someone shoves a stake into your heart or, or cuts off your head. Yeah, I which he's also, done both. I can also turn into bats and fly away. So throw a st- throw a stake at me, I'm gonna fly off. Okay, cool. Whatever. So that, Dracula, no, no, no. Dracula he, versus what? Um, Edward Elric, the full metal alchemist. Okay, cool. All right, so that's it. We have gone way long. It's going to take me a long time to get this edited. Um, it, uh, so anyway, it, listen, be fun, though. thanks for listening, guys. We've got to get out of here. I want to thank Podbean for hosting the podcast. Go over it. And I'd appreciate it if you guys went over and liked and subscribed to the channel and to our podcast. We'd like to grow this thing into something fun and interact with people more but we have to actually have people to interact with. <laughs> so please feel free to like and share. We're, uh, like and share. We're also uh, now on iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher. So you can look for us there just by searching for Gene Pool Variety Hour. If you want to get in touch with us other, other than through the podcast, you can catch me on Twitter at HeadGamer, H-E-A-D-G-A-M-E-R. You can also get the, the official podcast Twitter handle, which is GP Variety Hour. Connor can be reached on Google on Google Plus at Seabomb, the goofball of the pool. There you go. And so you, there's plenty of ways to get in touch with us. I would really appreciate you guys liking and sharing this stuff. Uh, download the episodes, share them with other people, and uh, we will see y'all next time for D20 Multiverse Mayhem, another, another installment of The Best of the Worst on Netflix, and any other chicken that we decide to chase. So y'all have a good day. Oh, trust me, this fight is going to take a lot longer than you think. Yeah, maybe so. So y'all have a good time. Y'all have a good day. And we will see y'all next time. Bye, guys. Peace.